0: Get 60% off at com slash realm. That is spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash realm. Rules and restrictions may apply.
1: Welcome to Nintendo Voice Chat Presents Talk of the Kingdom. I'll never stop being amused at that title. <laughs> Zelda fans all over the world, we're finally here. Today is the official release date of The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. we did it we did it we didn't really we just waited we didn't work on the game but still we're very excited uh after six years of waiting several delays trailer reveals and agonizing over every single frame of every trailer we can finally play zelda or you can we we're hosting a show i'm your host brian altano along with my incredible crew of zelda obsessives tom Marks, rebecca valentine casey DeFritis, and seth macy seth Casey, hello.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Hello.
1: I thank you for bringing Zelda stuff onto the show today. Uh, I... I can't. I can't believe we're here. Uh, today is our. I can't. Yeah, even. I know. The, the, this is going to be our biggest show yet because we'll be covering the official IGN review and guide for the Legend of Zelda: Tears of the Kingdom. Right here with Tom Marks uh, and Casey. Tom has played over a hundred hours. Casey, you've played tons and tons and tons. We're gonna talk about it. We're gonna stay as spoiler free as humanly possible. Uh, obviously, everybody has wildly definition uh, different definitions of what spoiler means. Um, so you know, tread carefully. But we're not gonna. We're gonna. Uh, basically anything we covered in our review is is safe right sort of ish
2: yeah there's there's some things that we're gonna be a little bit more top level here so that we don't because we dig a little bit deeper because it's really important for the review to kind of explain what makes this game so good so if you want more detail go read or watch the review uh but we'll try to we'll keep it more spoiler free than that yeah. even
1: yeah so if you're if you're listening in your cars and we do approach a section that's that seems spoilery we will we will warn you and you can just hold your horn down <laughs> for a full minute no don't do that it's it's crazy out there
2: uh and to be clear th- we're talking more about uh gameplay sort of like surprises yes. rather than we're not gonna we're not gonna spoil the story at all yeah yeah
0: we're not, we're gonna, not gonna talk any, about the story
1: nope no story stuff today um link is back so that's
2: Whoa, network.
0: spoiler. Network. Come on, oh, man.
1: Okay, so let, let's let's get right into this because I'm I'm so excited to talk to you all about this. Uh, Tom. Hi. How is <laughs> the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? I didn't prep a lot of questions for this. So I, I just I just want <laughs> I want you guys to just, you know, brain dump on me here today.
2: Yeah, it's fine. What? <laughs> <laughs> fine. Ladies and right, gentlemen, cool, thank man. you
1: all so much for listening. No. no.
2: Um, <laughs> it's it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. We gave
1: it a ten out of ten. We,
2: I gave it a ten out of ten. Okay. I, I, I heard rumors you were, you were. It was a joke. I was jokingly saying I put in the doc when I really first wrote it down. I put in an eleven, yep. and like, <laughs> it is such a good game that like people took that seriously. <laughs> like, there were people on our video team being like, "Well, we could gotta get a new graphic going for that because the score graphic doesn't go up to." It. And I
3: was like, "No, no, 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 no." Dan's that's gonna have to stuff, write a whole stuff. column explaining how a review system works now. Yeah. Somebody
1: told you the score graphic doesn't. Go, there's already a, a one in ten. We. Could have just doubled that.
2: <laughs> yeah, you won't. Oh no! Flawless logic. No. Uh, yeah, it's, it requires too much power. It is phenomenal. So the top level stuff is like it sounds like hyperbole when I explain how good this game is. Mm-hmm. But it the the final line of my first paragraph of my review is that it somehow makes Breath of the Wild feel like a first draft. Which is true. It is crazy to say, but there is so much in this game. It is so big. There are so many new ideas. And then also there are so many, so much of what made the original so good, just sort of more of it and expanded that... It, it's just wildly impressive what what Nintendo has managed to do with it. So we we can immediately, I mean, we could have for
1: a while, and we mo- most of us have been, but uh, dismiss the idea that this was just DLC. For no,
2: that's while. crazy talk. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, so yes, I understand the impulse to be like, why did this game take six years? Just looking at trailers and stuff. Sure. And it's because they didn't show most of it, right? Like there is an enormous amount of stuff. There is way more map than just, oh, it's the same map, right? It mm-hmm. is, it, there's a lot of, and a lot of those surprises, I do go into more detail in the review if you want to know more, but also are really fun to explore and learn for yourself. Um, yeah, it, it's not just a DLC by any means. What I will say though, and this is, I think, a key distinction within this, is it doesn't feel like a revolutionization of what Breath of the Wild was doing. Right. uh, In that, like, when you went from Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild, it was like, this is insane. This is brand new. This is this incredible wild thing that is so different and has changed the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. This doesn't necessarily feel like that sort of sequel, but it is better than Breath of the Wild by basically every metric. That's amazing. So it is... I think that's a good, that's an important distinction to have because I don't want people going in being like, this is going to be the jump Breath of the Wild was. Right. But it is a big enough jump over Breath of the Wild that, like, I, I very easily am like, yeah, it's just a better game. Do you think we... No doubt in my mind.
3: Do you think we see in the next, like, four or five years, all these games coming out that feel like they have building mechanics? To <laughs> because that was what happened with Breath of the Wild, right? Like, Breath of the Wild came out, and suddenly, like, a couple years later, we had this rash of games that were, like, open world, big grassy fields, like, trying to do a similar thing. Yeah. But a lot of them seem to have kind of missed... A point of mm-hmm. Breath sure. of the Wild? I mean, a couple a couple of them I think got it. I mean, I think Eldon ring fully understood the assignment. And yeah. yeah several others mm-hmm. did too. But, Invention
1: but, impact but I'm
3: like I'm curious, like what like do you think you say it's not a revolution and I that makes perfect sense to me, but do you think it's the kind of game where a bunch of developers are gonna be like, oh crap. Like all these development meetings <laughs> next week are like, okay, we gotta pivot. I don't think so, actually. Because mm. to
2: me, what I don't think Breath of the Wild sort of changed what an open world game could be in my eyes in a very significant way and the industry reacted as a result Mm -hmm. i don't necessarily think tears of the kingdom changes what building or crafting in games can be right it's just the way that it uses it is so phenomenal for this game Mm -hmm. so i don't know if we're necessarily going to see a lot of people sort of jumping on that bandwagon. Also, partly, I think people are still sort of catching up with Breath of the Wild. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that mm-hmm. Nintendo yeah. made this already oh, yeah. is like, yeah, they still got to get the open world part that Breath of the Wild did down, and Nintendo's like, oh, we, we move past that. We're, we're way ahead of that already.
1: That That's the thing. It's like, it, there are clearly like disparate parts of Tears of the Kingdom that have been attempted in games before, but sure. from, from my perspective, it's like taking all of those things, throwing them into this beloved IP, and keeping them in an open world that has all these you know, integrated systems stacking on top of each other. That's, that's the kind of big revolution here. And like, you know, I, it, the, the leap from, from Skyward Sword to Breath of the Wild was necessary because that was sort of a concept that kind of reached the end of its lifespan, right? Like we, we grew up with 3D Zeldas. We loved them. They were iterated so many different times and, and, and so well, but uh, by Skyward Sword, we were kind of like, okay, what's next? And then we got Breath of the Wild. And I don't think we're at the point just yet where we're like, revolutionize it again, you know?
2: Yeah. Like, they're
1: building on something great.
2: I will say, I don't know where they go from here. Not that they need to worry about that right now. Like, we should all just sort of revel in what this game is for the moment. But I also... I just don't know. It's... This is... I was I played Breath of the Wild and I said I don't know how they top this and now I'm playing this and I'm like well they topped it but I don't know how they top this right like
3: yeah <laughs> eh, give going. them a couple of years
2: so yeah.
1: I I wanted to pick your brain a bit about uh, and Casey feel free to chime in too about uh, mm-hmm. sort of the the new mechanics in here and I, I get to experience them a bit in the preview event but um, stuff like fuse and ultra hand your review mentions that they they complement each other very well yes um, tell me a little bit about how these new systems sort of change the way you interact with things in this game
2: yeah so building is the biggest part the the ultra hand system is um i i guess an important distinction i say this in my review as well is it's not banjo kazooie nuts and bolts right? right where that game was sort of you know a fun game in its own right but a disappointment to banjo kazooie fans because it became all about building yeah it was a building game that had sort of banjo kazooie stuff going on This game doesn't become about building, but it is in almost every part of it. Like, most of the shrines are built around sort of physics or building puzzles. Not all of them, definitely not all of them, but a lot of them are built around that in really clever ways. Uh, If you, you know, are up on a sky island and you want to get somewhere really quick, you can just build a ship or a, a, a ro- like, a, a plane and just go. Mm-hmm. This Okay, so oh, here's maybe. here's a distinction. Here's a thing that I didn't really get into in the review that I, I think is really important, which is, do you remember when we first saw that trailer of Link on a glider? Mm-hmm. And he was gliding yeah. down to, like, you know, one of the things we now know are called geoglyphs, these, like, sort of Nazca lines um, on the ground. It's a lot of new words I for don't... Me I, I that Nazca- made the, some sounds. The, the Nazca... Never mind. Anyway. <laughs> uh, the line art on the ground. Wikipedia, folks. Anyway, we oh, saw... Oh, the big... Yeah, the big sort yeah. of yeah, All right, the sky rocks, the float, the islands. No, on the ground. Anyway, no, no. you might
3: not have seen this. I don't know how much this. I think it's okay. been like kind of in the background. You're like it's, it's just a thing. Are in we describing thing? mountains. We're
4: describing the ground. No, just okay. Like you know, the like ground. you don't imagine you know like crop circles, but like way bigger and okay. a shape
1: yes Uh, okay yes got it all right thank you all for crowdsourcing
4: (laughs) in the background in various trailers this isn't
3: a spoiler yes what was i saying there's stuff on the ground it is
2: to someone um so we saw that trailer of link on one of those gliders and we were all like wow i wonder if there's like a point where you can like jump on one of those gliders and fly and like that's like how you that's your fast travel system instead no you have an inventory full of dozens of gliders and at any point you can just be like i'm just gonna pull out a glider and put a rocket on it and go because mm-hmm. they're in your inventory <laughs> and they are consumable items that are thrown at you like candy and so like oh. you have dozens of these things they're called Zoni devices and there's rockets there's fans there's glider there's wheel there's two different kinds of wheels there's right batteries to extend the life of them there's a flamethrower with a higher <laughs> air so balloon that you can connect <laughs> right it's it just keeps going and there's ones that are like To help your creativity, too, that are not fun in their own right, like there's a stabilizer that when you hit it, it makes whatever it's attached to stand directly upright. So if you want to make a really dumb, weird creation that's totally lopsided, when you turn it on, it pops upright and it's riding on one wheel or whatever Mm -hmm. you want to
3: do, That's a huge relief because my biggest fear around Tears of the Kingdom is I suck at building right I'm like, I'm like i'm not a very visual person like i really struggle with like creative pursuits that involve understanding vi- like being able to vision envision something and then put it together and i know i'm not alone in that i know there's other people like me and so every time i've like you've sent me clips of this game and i've laughed at them because a lot of times you're just slapping a rocket on something and yeah and it's very mm-hmm. funny uh but my imagining is that that's something that's very funny to do in the overworld but maybe not exactly efficient if you're trying to solve puzzles or get places and so i have a, I have a big fear in this game that i'm gonna need to solve a puzzle. And I'm just gonna look look at a big pile of logs and gears and just be like, ah bleh. Mm-hmm. I, I think
2: it's I think it's approachable enough that you will not feel that way. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that the tools are powerful, but also pretty um welcoming in that regard. And 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 the fact though that like these Zonize devices, like all the things I mentioned are not special or rare, right? Like you just get those things and you get tons yeah. of them. And so the fact that you never have to the, like all these tools are so empowering to just be like, yeah, just go have fun, be creative, mm-hmm. build whatever you want. Oh, it didn't oh, work. Man. Cool. You got 12 more gliders you can try it with. You yeah. Know?
4: Like, and it, also just to be just to be clear, like you don't it's not like the game throws you in. You have access to 20 different zone devices yes, and it yes, tells yes. you to figure it out. It kind of trickles them out as you explore. And the more you explore, the more devices mm. you have access to, because you get these the portable ones. From we covered this in our pre in Brian's preview, um, Zoni device dispensers, which are basically just the big like gotcha machines, so, yeah. like yeah, the, the, the big machines. gumball really mas- the capsule machines. Yeah, so you put in um, a material called Zoni charges, and you get Zoni devices out. And you every single dispenser has a different assortment of objects, but you will also occasionally encounter these zoning devices in the world outside of the capsules but you won't be able to take it with you right and the game does a really cool thing where if the Zoni device is around you can probably use it with something in the world to do something you maybe sh- are supposed to do right but it never forces you to build anything from scratch like they have these floating block platforms that you can just attach the rockets to you don't have to build a flying machine from scratch you can oh. just like grab a rocket slap it on something and you're off And that's all you have to do. But you can make a really cool flying machine. And I think it's really neat that the game gives you that choice in how complicated you want to be with your builds yeah i totally (laughs) agree
1: that that line uh in in tom's review really echoed that casey about um you know if you're not super interested and i'm paraphrasing you and butchering it but if you're not super interested (laughs) in in building um you know the the game provides you kind of shortcuts around doing that but if that's the thing you want to do then you can go full kerbal space program yeah and i think that's awesome because like i I, I'm creative. I am a visual person. I do like to build stuff. Um, I'm also tired, you know, and so sometimes after a long day, I I don't want to make an entire device. I just want to push a button and fly in, uh, across the thing and and land. But sometimes I do, right? Sometimes I'm in the in the in the mood for something like that. So I think sometimes having you
0: are the guy from the, yeah. the Aussie commercial. Exactly.
1: <laughs> so I I mean I, I think that like having that sort of accordion approach is really smart because the. It, it, for people who really want to get into it, you have that option. For people who don't want that and just really want to play Zelda, it seems like th- you can just do that, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, the building is definitely... Part of the world. Right. But yes, you don't have to go hard into building if you don't want to. Mm -hmm. You really can just play Zelda and then occasionally you use the building in the same way that you would use Magnesis. Yeah. Rather than as this crazy complicated tool or whatever
1: you you also uh you had a a scene in your review where you were driving a car that you made which is still a sentence to get used to saying (laughs) in regards to legend of zelda you know a a a high fantasy game yeah um
2: it could have had a cannon and lasers on it but i didn't go that far
1: (laughs) and you reach the end you're straight yeah you you hit like a a cliff or like a mountain or something like that and you're like "I, i don't know what to do and then you're like oh yeah i can i can make this thing fly and you just did that and so i think there's going to be like a a lot of those aha moments but also like that the the part where you have to remember that that's a thing that you can do right it's recognizing that that's all language that's accessible to you during
2: this game there watching this clip of me flying this car i kid you not while this footage was being recorded i was just giggling like a child. <laughs> yeah. it was because oh because it lets you try those things it lets you just say well what if this doesn't work or what if this does work let's just right. try it yeah. out uh and oh one thing that's kind of interesting too is um you remember the dlc <laughs> added the travel medallion yeah, yeah. travel medallion yeah. is in this game mm-hmm. which feels oh nice and you you don't get it immediately right? right and i won't spoil how to get it but like it feels so Yeah. Appro- <laughs> <laughs> it feels so appropriate <laughs> in this game with so many like Sky Islands, and so many places where you could be, like, well, maybe I'll just try jumping off this cliff, and, right. and if it doesn't work out, you're like, okay, I can go back, right? So it's also, it, they've they've cut out the frustration of failure in a lot of really smart ways.
3: Yeah, I've That's loved so every cool. clip you've sent me. I've just watched and gone, hee he he, out loud in the <laughs> middle of the office. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It reminds me, weirdly, not the building bit, but like the sort of silly contraptions. It reminds me of how I play Fortnite. Which is, I, I run around, I get a bunch of weapons, and then I realize I'm late for something because right. the storm is coming. And so I pile into a car, turn the radio up really loud and just go, <laughs> like, <in laughs> ridiculous directions. And that's like, all the clips you've sent me have been kind of a little bit like that. Like, all right, I gotta be somewhere. And then you just sort of just, Yeah. It's great.
2: Now, uh,
1: a lot of that is, is functionally built, uh, built around ultra hand, right? Yeah. Like this is you picking up things in the, in the environment or from your inventory, uh, g- 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 almost literally gluing them together with that Nickelodeon gack, Yeah. <laughs> and then, mm-hmm. you know, driving off into the sunset or into the sky or whatever. Um, but another, another mechanic that's new this time around is Fuse, right? Nice. And I, I wanted to kind of pick both of your brains about how much now that you've both sunk a ton of time into this game, how much does that sort of like functionally change the way you interact with things? And how much does it change uh, the weapon durability conversation and stuff like that?
2: A lot. Okay, um, I think at least what, so one yeah thing, I, I agree. one thing you learn at some point pretty, pretty early in the story is they're just like, all the weapons are broke now, sorry, and so like <laughs> most we've heard your complaints and we've broken all <laughs> the. Yeah. <laughs> so like most of the base weapons are pretty crappy yeah on their own and so you have to use this fuse system oh i love to that. get the most out of what <clears throat> you've got like you mm-hmm. can just attack with normal weapons still it's just they'll break quicker they're not as strong that sort of thing right um and you know like things like fire rods or fire wands and fire swords and stuff don't exist and okay. so the only way to get those things oh. is by using fuse by saying okay well this fire item i can or this part from a fire Lizolphos, if i put it on this spear suddenly this spear does fire damage right um and so it totally recontextualizes how you get those special items and then it also changes a lot of where your best items are coming from because if the Base stats of weapons are much lower, and the fuse items are much stronger. Mm-hmm. Then, a lot of the power and the play style and the sort of, you know, the core of a weapon comes from what you're attaching to it, right? Which is sitting in your inventory, not in your weapon wheel. So, you have. You know, a thousand Bocoblin horns that can be a weapon at a moment's notice, right? As long as you have a sword to put them on.
1: It's pronounced Bobo Klein, by the way. Oh, excuse <laughs> me. It's actually mispronounced. Oh Bobo
2: wait, Klein. I thought it was Boboclobin. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You know what? It's I, what, whatever I, you want. I've always said Bocoblins. <laughs> I know it's what canonically it's a uh, Bocoblin. Bocoblins.
3: Oh my god! I'm glad you said that. I thought everyone was doing a bit for a second. No, yeah. It's bokoblins.
2: <laughs> well, yeah,
1: that, I was. That
2: too. yeah and I were. <laughs> yeah. No, you were halfway there.
3: Bocoblins.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and I know, I know, I'm sure Casey has, uh, and the wiki team are going crazy with fusion stuff right now. Yeah. <laughs> Cause C- so Casey, I was, there.
1: I was gonna ask you, what, what was like one of the, your favorite weapons you fused or one of the silliest weapons you built? <laughs>
4: um, man. So I really like attaching, and this is such a s- silly, there's, you get really good weapons from attaching your really pricey gems that you're tempted to sell onto magic rods. <laughs> yeah. And, Oh. Attaching, I think most recently I attach. I found an icicle in the world, and I attach it to a spear, and now I can freeze enemies. And I love doing <laughs> that. Um, yeah, but just an icicle. If you, pull it icicle. Out, if you so pull just it out in a
2: hot place, the icicle melts off your weapon.
4: Yes, oh yes, yes. Oh it's so God. cool. It's so interesting. And I think the thing where so there are fusions. You can fuse anything. The game lets you do whatever. But then there are something. The game doesn't have an actual term for it, but I like to call like true fusions Mm -hmm. where the weapon, Mm -hmm. instead of just looking like a sword with like a rock attached to it, (laughs) the it actually changes and looks differently. Oh, so yeah. you, Interesting. Oh, you like, can attach. Like
2: the blade will disappear yes. down to the hilt and get replaced mm-hmm. with whatever you uh-huh. put oh. on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh-huh. Like
4: you, you
3: stumbled upon something. Yeah, right. So
0: it's like when yeah. you make a like a really good elixir in the first
3: one. Are these only? You know yeah, yeah. 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 Are these only visually distinct, or do they also like do more damage, like generally better?
4: I don't.
3: I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, I'm, I haven't tested it that much. I'm not mm-hmm.
2: sure either. They, they I don't think so. Um, there's definitely some weird things where, like, if you put a spearhead on a sword, then, like, sometimes... Or, like, a weapon that's kind of more sort mm-hmm. supposed to be a spearhead onto a sword and it replaces it, then suddenly your sword is really short, right? Yeah. So, like, there's... You do get rewarded for, like, figuring out sort of, yeah. like, oh, this should go on the end of a long weapon, yeah. not on a handle, right?
4: So, yeah, so it's not necessarily a damage bonus, but it, it's a right. handling bonus, so you'll have an easier mm. time with the weapon if you're doing okay. it quote-unquote right uh, but I, it doesn't punish you that much for doing it quote-unquote wrong <laughs> can i
2: tell you my favorite thing i've put on a thing please, please. yeah get those car horns ready folks
4: <laughs> <laughs> flamethrower on
2: a boomerang wait yeah
4: yeah,
1: yes. wait. yeah. cool what hold yeah. on, hold yeah. on. explain
2: that a terrible idea <laughs> yeah yeah i threw it it immediately lit me and the grass around me on fire <laughs> i was burning to death and then it started coming back <laughs> yeah.
1: so the flamethrower zonai you fused it to a boomerang. Yeah,
2: all the Zonai devices are fusible to weapons, okay. including the gliders and right. shields.
1: Uh, and shields. Okay, so you you f- okay? So you threw it and it immediately burned you, the ground, and then everything it touched, and then came back to burn you again.
2: Yeah, and I caught it. <laughs> <Yes>! on fire. <laughs> this is good. This is a good. Video. <laughs> it's amazing.
3: Yeah, ten out of ten.
4: Truly, and I do want to mention there is. It's not. These aren't the end-all-be-all best kind of weapons because your the flamethrower will stop when your battery runs out so like the zonai devices are good for like certain case uses but you can't just like infinitely fire boomerang you know how big this game is
1: okay okay that makes sense
4: you know how big this game is
2: this is the second longest review i've ever written it's one of the longest video reviews ign has ever published i did not mention batteries once because i did not have time
3: (laughs) What was the longest review? Uh, Longest review I've ever written
2: was Marvel's Avengers. Okay. But that didn't fully count because I wrote like three reviews in progress. And Mm. so it was like kind of the combination of a bunch Mm. of reviews. So it it, it had some advantage to it on that one. Yeah, this was... Big toss up on what I'm going to play this weekend. (laughs) Yeah. Um,
3: I had one more more question about that for you, though. How... My big worry watching a lot of these clips with how Fuse works is... My worry is that the inventory system is just going to make me very angry mm. because I remember that was a big criticism of Breath of the Wild is that the inventory was just kind of chaotic and all it was a lot. Places. It's, it's a lot, yeah. Navigate and like I've seen. I mean, when you're fusing, you're like pulling up a menu and you're just scrolling through like 200 items or something. Like, what is yeah. Is there anything done to alleviate that? Um, so the menu from
2: the pause screen is better. Because it's not in individual tabs under, e- like, sub-tabs under each category. Do you right. In Breath of the Wild, yes. it would be like, you'd get to materials, and then there'd be, like, six pages of materials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you just scroll down. Okay. So that's not, like, it doesn't solve the problem, but it definitely makes it less annoying to navigate. You mm-hmm. can
4: also sort. Yeah, menu. So Thank you can goodness. sort it. But you can sort it by attack power, by category, and by most used. Yes, which nice. is okay. very useful. It very it cool. is still annoying that yeah,
2: bananas, <laughs> bombs, and Zoni devices are all in the same list of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So when you're scrolling through, <laughs> it's like what, like what the heck? But the most used category sorting thing is super valuable because mm-hmm. you basically just say like, oh, okay, I'm using bomb arrows a lot. So the bomb arrows just naturally go to the front. Or Does, this, right. Does it also sort size. in your quick
3: menu when you do that? You can do either. Yeah. Great. Good. Yeah. Okay. okay. Nice. You um, meant,
1: you mentioned bombs. I actually wanted to bring that up as like that was a thing oh, yeah. that uh, was kind of a concern of mine because I loved spamming bombs in Breath of the Wild yes. so much. And here it seems like they're not an infinite resource at all. Nope. Uh, you can throw them and you can fuse them to things, but they're a little bit harder to come by. So that, that does bomb that, flowers. Yeah. Did that did that change back, baby? Did that change the way you kind of interacted with a uh, like I don't know, cheating almost? Because, like, I I, I use bombs a lot in Breath of the Wild to, like, just clear out enemy camps or, like, kind of, you know, annoy people. They're
2: also, like, not very strong in Mm. Breath of the Wild, right? Like, you can clear out enemy camps with them, but you kind of have to throw a lot of bombs over and over and over again. Yeah. By making them a a consumable resource that you have to go find, they're also more powerful, I Mm. think. Or at least that was my impression. I don't know about you, Casey. I think they they hit harder in this game, um, at least from my that maybe I'm totally wrong about that, but that was my impression um and it it lets them be more useful and also more valuable right and that's like yeah. that's i think very good yeah um it, it it obviously is not like i think there's going to be people who are annoyed that bombs aren't infinite, and they will be totally justified in their opinion of that mm-hmm. right but I, I, I did not mind the change, I thought it was. Cool kind of how it recontextualized bombs, not for the better or the worse necessarily. Yeah. Does it
4: Yeah, I didn't no, Sorry, I was it. just gonna add I didn't I didn't mind it either. I think there's so many options in Tears of the Kingdom that you won't miss them as much because there's so many other ways and other things that you can do that is not bombs.
1: Okay, that's awesome to hear. I I, I was gonna ask you also, Casey, and, and and feel free to chime in Tom. Um, does does it feel like weapon durability is More durable this time. Like, does that feel like less of a present issue now that the the fuse system is so there, and you can constantly kind of like pull stuff, you know, almost out of thin air Mm -hmm. and and keep fighting? Like, did that? Did that? Because I know, like, in a in a big battle with a lionel in Breath of the Wild, you might go through two two or three swords, right? Oh, that still happens. (laughs) Still happens. Yeah, it
4: still happens. Okay, got it. So here's here's the thing though. Um, I think this game throws. Crap base weapons at you quite a lot. Like mm. you're exploding rocks, and it's just like, here's three rusty halberds, have fun, or like <laughs> claymores or whatever. And the thing is, I think you are less devastated about the loss of a weapon in Tears of the Kingdom because you can always just make a new one.
1: Right. Yeah.
4: Like okay. you will always have an inventory full of materials that are really good for making weapons. So if the weapon yeah. you're currently using, breaks you just get whatever base weapon is lying around and you can just fuse another good material onto it and that feels a lot better than having to go and find a brand new weapon of the same caliber because you can kind of just make one at will and at
2: the same time and this is another thing that i just didn't talk about in my review that i think casey y'all have been investigating on the wiki team too is like weapons are more interesting now Mm. the base Mm -hmm. weapons because the different regions or sets a weapon comes from have an impact Mm -hmm. on how that weapon fights so like a royal guard or what is it it's like the 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 guard sword or something like that like all of the guard sword guard halberd or whatever i don't remember the exact name yeah Uh, those all have improved flurry rush capabilities right all the gerudo weapons when you attach a thing to them they get more damage than you normally would from the attachment Mm -hmm. but not as much durability so they're like the glass cannon weapons interesting the zoro weapons all increase in damage when they're wet or when you're fighting Which in rain
4: are crazy attack buffs by the way yeah, like i <laughs> i reloaded a save and i was like oh my most powerful weapon is gone and it was like more powerful by like 30 damage it was wow. because it's it wasn't wet anymore <laughs> i didn't <laughs> oh, i didn't huge. notice <laughs> yeah so it's crazy so there's opportunities like weapons are both more
2: replaceable and more interesting depending on what you want to find and and you know If you have a base sword that has, like, 18 damage, let's say, Mm -hmm. and you've put a 30 attack, a 30 damage attachment onto it, then your weapon's now 48, right? But if that breaks and you find a 10 base sword, but you still have another one of those 30 damage items in your inventory, then now your weapon's 40, but it's like, that's not a huge difference because most of the damage is coming from the attachment. yeah. And so Mm -hmm. it's... It's, there's a lot of, like, if you hate durability and you hated that in Breath of the Wild, this is probably still going to annoy you a little bit, mm-hmm. but there's
0: so many little Those changes. To, can't be made to be happy. Sure. so it's fine. Yeah, But there's, there's you know, so many, okay.
2: there's so many changes to the system as a whole that just make durability less of a thing on your mind at, at any given time.
3: Yeah.
1: Okay. So we have talked about uh, Fuse. We've talked about Ultra Hand. We've talked about the inventory. Uh, One of the things that kind of came out of the preview uh, that that uh, myself and Casey did, and uh, sort of a general consensus among people that were at that event, um, was that the controls take a bit to get used to. They they can feel a little overwhelming. They're a little cumbersome. Um, I, I mentioned that I still hit the horse whistle randomly here and there. Yeah, um, I do too. It still happens, right? Um, yeah. I, now that you both have played significant time with this game, uh, did it become second se- second nature to you? Did it become like a, you know, like it, not a thing that was really, you were uh, overstepping or pressing the wrong things here and there? Or
2: I mean, I definitely was still pressing the wrong things here and there. Okay. The, the truth of the matter is that the the Switch controller, and I played on a pro controller almost the entire time I played, yeah. um, is being overworked (laughs) but like so i was still pressing buttons wrong just like but i also got a lot of muscle memory in a way that was like once you get used to some of these systems like for example attaching items to an arrowhead mid-flight while you're firing was super clunky to me because you got to do it one item at a time right at first and then by halfway through my playtime, I was rapid-firing things from my inventory without thinking about it. I and mm. I, think, I think that the preview event probably was frustrating controls partly by the nature of they gave you just everything and right. said so go. Right. The mm-hmm. Zelda, the, Tears is really still very good at sort of easing you into some of that stuff, teaching you slowly, in the same way that the, Pla- the Great Plateau did, right? Where it didn't just give you all the abilities at once. It sort of put you through these trials to figure them I- out.
4: Yeah. this starting area does a really really good job of tutorializing this game without it feeling like a hand-holdy tutorial mm-hmm. yeah I, I think this is nice. one of the best tutorial areas i have ever played
1: oh man and nintendo
4: wow. i've played really a lot of games at this kind of thing. yeah yeah it's great like it even there's even something there's even a point where it asks you if you need to remember how to do things and you can just say no (laughs) and (laughs) wow that was
0: that was gonna be my question i've been playing through breath of the wild i'm like 45 hours into it again and i'm wondering like how much of that is going to carry over like i'm great at flurry rushes. Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) is my timing gonna like go over to the new one or am i gonna have to sort of switch things up no i think i think those skills will be transferable for sure um all my hard work is gonna pay off (laughs) some
2: of the things you're gonna have to relearn like you don't just equip arrows anymore right you have to pull out like i said individual items you have to attach to the arrow as you're firing them so that sort of (laughs) thing that muscle memory you'll have to build back up but the combat itself is not wildly different right right right. throwing items changes a lot of things uh the different sort of um like arrowheads can change a lot of things it it changes the the feel of it or the strategies you can do but it doesn't wildly change you know the combat itself which is still the thing is just sorry no yeah go ahead um
4: the thing is you have to remember you have all of these new tools in your arsenal that you can use in combat because that was one of the things where i just kept forgetting i could do that like um (laughs) i know there's a portion in one of the trailers where they use the ability recall on a spiky ball that your enemies throw down a hill and you can just reverse it and send it right back at them. And it's yeah. those kind of things that you just kind of forget you can do.
2: Yeah, it took me a very long time to remember I had ascend that ability that lets you go mm-hmm. up through ceilings. Right. Which once you start like, you know, the the sort of uh portal thing of thinking with portals quite literally, mm-hmm. it it opens up some doors. Cause the first time I jumped down a well right? Because there's wells in the game that you can explore for little treasures or whatever. The first time I jumped down a well, there was no ladder to get back out of it. <laughs> and I was like, wait, how do I, what do I do? And I literally teleported to a nearby shrine because I was like, I guess I'm just stuck. And oh, then I was yeah. like, oh, wait, I can just go through the ceiling and go <laughs> back to the surface. Right, that's right. am
3: awesome. um, talking about controls. I know I, I'm not an expert on this, so I'm not like fully sure what questions to ask. And I, I, I don't know how much you have thought about this, but like, I remember when Breath of the Wild came out, there was kind of some conversation about it not being a super accessible game, specifically yeah. because of the controller mapping. And I like I I know you can swap like a couple buttons around, but it seems like it's I I don't remember what the customization was, but I remember it not being like ideal for people. So I wonder if there was anything added this time around to make that better.
2: So I'm not an accessibility expert. I I yeah, do sure. not know. Like I cannot speak for that community, but. As far as I have seen from seeing some other people this morning, it and from what I saw in game, it doesn't seem like there's this is much better. Ah, oh, that's a shame. Um, I saw a piece from Laura Kate Dale and another one from Steve Saylor. Both mm-hmm. have accessibility reviews of Tears of the Kingdom. Go follow um, them on Twitter, by the yeah, way. definitely go, check go, those. Follow them people. on Twitter. Go go check those out. I'm sure there's other great people out there. I don't mean to you know slight anybody else, uh, but those were the ones that I kind of saw this morning, and yeah as far as i can tell the consensus is like nintendo didn't really do much in that mm. department and guys um yeah but it, it, yeah so that that there's no but that's a shame but yeah. i also i again i'm not the f- i i'm not an expert to fully sort of evaluate that side of things yeah. <clears throat> Fair enough.
1: Yeah. um we were talking a bit about what's new and what's different in this game and i think um a lot of the conversation going uh, up to launch, and based on the very, very little that we've seen of Tears of the Kingdom until uh, today, for many of us, um, <laughs> uh, was that Hyrule just looked the same, right? Yeah. Like that was a whole thing of like Hyrule's back and it's DLC. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, haha. <laughs> I wanted to pick both of <laughs> your brains about um, you know how how you feel now, having played a ton of it. Um, the the Hyrule from Breath of the Wild is has returned. Air quotes, right? right. Um, expand on why that uh, is both correct and very, very incorrect.
2: Um. So basically every area has changed in little ways, mm-hmm. right? Some in bigger ways, right? So like the main, again, I'm not going to get into details of spoilery stuff, but like the main sort of hubs that you have to go to all have undergone pretty significant changes that you will have to reckon with. There's certain new new paths in certain places, Um There's also just caves everywhere. So blank hillsides suddenly are, you know, long, prolonged uh, expeditions to find treasure or whatever. Um, There's also like, Casey, I don't know if you got this sense too. It just felt like the game was sending me down different paths. Like the main Mm. sort of hub town in this that you go to right after you get off of the Great Plateau equivalent is in the center of Hyrule Field. And then sends you somewhere that is not the dueling peaks, right? Which right. is the beginning of, yeah. of Breath of the Wild. And suddenly, like, I was walking through areas that I was sure I had been in Breath of the Wild, and they just didn't feel like areas I had been. Mm. Um, it, just because of the context of, of it, how little things had changed, the way they were sending me down it, right? That map was huge, and they didn't yeah. use all of it. Right, right.
4: <laughs> I don't yeah. know if you had no, the same
2: experience, I, Yeah.
4: No, I did. Like, honestly, it's been I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild again, like leading up to Tears of the Kingdom. But it's been a really long time since I played it thoroughly. Right. Um. But there were still things that were different. Like, I think you'll find like stables still in the same place. But even right. just the environmental changes um, make things feel a lot different. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll. Yeah, they're just there are things you will think, you know, and actually you don't. that's the most that's the most i can say um without spoiling things and that's all on the original map and just the way that things have changed like you'll you know like they're the the sky islands like everyone knows about that um there are now like there's stuff on the ground that that has affected as well Mm -hmm. so there's just a lot more to explore a lot more different terrain changes that i think you don't expect and different ways to get around things that you have to do differently now
2: yeah and and here's what i will say
4: if that was it if that was all this
2: game was if it didn't have the skylines and it didn't have kind of this other sort of thing um like section to it like it i think i would be a little bit let down Mm. but there Mm -hmm. is so much more than that that it is not like it it feels Fun to explore a similar area that has changed a little bit, rather than just repetitive. Because there's so many other places to go see new things that you don't need to get it all from. You know, it's super fun to go back to Terrytown and see how they're doing, or like go to the mm-hmm. Rito Village and <laughs> run into the little bird kids that you helped and be like, "What they, are they up to?" Right? They still need yeah. wood in Terrytown. Are they good on wood for a while?
0: Uh, I had
1: to bring them like a thousand pieces of wood. Yeah,
0: I think they're good on wood. <laughs> they're
1: good on wood. Thank you, tarrytown yeah. for finally getting your lives. Through. Together over there now they need other things yeah they haven't they couldn't figure out how to grow a tree they could be, make the nicest houses in breath sorry i'm still mad about this i just i just did this quest like like a couple weeks ago um the uh sky islands look uh incredible i gotta play a little bit up there but like does does that feel like a like a cohesive area to you is exploring them fun does it feel sort of disparate it seems like there was a lot of like little clusters of things to do yeah um
2: i i don't I, I The only cohesive area that is a Sky Island really, apart from like some later stuff I won't get into, um, is the main sort of first area. Mm-hmm. Most of the Sky Islands feel similar to larger sort of cave or shrine challenges. They okay. are largely disconnected from each other. They're fairly short there, these little sort of experiences to go up and fight your way through or puzzle your way through or figure out how to get to a place, you know, they, they aren't, they aren't a second map. Right, they are mm-hmm. not a second rule in the sky. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't mean that's not to speak down on them. They are really cool. They are really fun to explore. There is a ton of them. Right, it, it, all of that stuff is still true. Just setting expectations. It is not like you're not going to go up there and you know see the sky people that you meet and get You give the sky uh, quests, right. or whatever. Like right. it's not. It's not that level of thing. Yeah.
0: But it is still... Seth just canceled you? his pre-order. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was... Uh, there's still I've been writing fanfic about Sky People since the first trailer <laughs> dropped,
2: but okay. There's some tons Whatever. to explore, though, and there's still lots of story things that you can do up there. And, like, there, yeah. there, there's enough. It's just definitely not, like, a continent in the sky. It sure, is islands.
0: sure. Yeah. Um, it's is, almost similar to, Is there a, to, like, any analog to, like... Oh, I'm sorry.
2: Well, I was going to say, it's almost similar to, like, uh, like smaller Wind Waker islands, right? Of, okay, like,
0: Yeah. <laughs> This year I decided I actually wanted to like follow hockey a little bit more than just the most casual of casuals, so I subscribed to a service that streams all of the NHL to your television. Uh, the Boston Bruins home opener, I went to watch it, and boom, blackout restrictions apply, which I thought was
1: Yeah. Uh, I want. I want to really quickly point out that uh, uh, Tom deliberately didn't watch my preview, but we both mentioned um, Looney Tunes and Wile E. Coyote.
2: Yeah, I only heard mm-hmm. about this after I had written the review. Yeah, because I I, like,
1: oh. I, wa- I screened his review yesterday, <laughs> and I was like, oh, "You you mentioned Wile E. Coyote? That's awesome!" Um, because it, they both had that sort of like weird chaotic energy of like, "I built this contraption, and I hope it works." That was my experience a lot with the Sky Islands. So, is getting around them like fun up there? It's like yeah. you have you have all your you know your backpack full of
0: airplanes (laughs) (laughs) yeah you
2: got your backpack full of airplanes and like we like uh casey was saying there's a lot of opportunities where like there will already be like a partially built machine that nintendo's like hey you could pick up that steering wheel and put it on that and then you could go to that island you see over there right so they you don't have to get deep into contraption building but yeah it's they're very fun to explore because they're they're you know, they're very similar to what you were doing in Breath of the Wild, but they are also, also so different in many ways, mm-hmm. in really cool sort of flavorful ways, too. So, yeah.
3: awesome. While we're kind of in the vicinity of this subject... Uh-huh. Um, don't look at me like that. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's a review. Um, is there, can we very, not spoilery, talk about how the dungeons are? Sure.
1: Which, uh, by the way, n- Nintendo officially... Yeah. uh revealed the existence of a day before uh the release date yeah um <laughs> d- like there was a lot of that joke going around of like you know i worked on the story for a year and they just tweeted it out uh, th- i i thought that was a fact maybe they were trying to get ahead of uh, other people finding out but they they put that out there so before you shoot the messengers we are not the messengers <laughs>
3: that yeah. there are dungeons in tears of the kingdom yeah yeah so there's I dungeons in a zelda game the- i know what? What? there were dungeons in breath of the wild people yeah. people act like there were not there were that, that's I, yeah. dead
2: on that's the thing that i think people were like Oh, they they read they hear dungeons as a certain thing because divine beasts were dungeons. They were yes. just not traditional. Mm. Get a map, get right. a compass, get a key item. Use the yeah. key items mm. to solve the the dungeon sort of traditional thing. Yeah. Mm. Um. Th- those are not in Bre- Tears of the Kingdom either. Okay. There are not traditional uh. map, compass, small keys, key item lets you explore the world in a different way afterward. Dungeons. Right. There are not. Um. And if you were expecting that, I'm sorry, because I I don't think I was expecting that, but I was hoping for it, right? Um, Mm -hmm. What I will say is the replacement for the Divine Beasts are way more interesting. They're not, like, wildly more complex than what a Divine Beast was, but they are thematically way, way cooler. Um, They are—
1: Anything's better than that camel.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that camel. They're, they're very, they're very fun little things. I hate that. Um,
4: it's dust and lightning. Yeah, like a real camel. I, so, I hated the fire one the worst in in the. In yeah. Breath of the wild. Yeah. I don't know if I'm the oh, odd yeah. one out there.
1: The camel, you just gotta Sorry. rotate all the cylinders inside of his torso, and he just goes. <laughs>
4: and then you, fight, uh,
1: wind, or, you know,
2: thunderblight at the end. Yeah, yeah. The thunderblight. Thunder
3: the DLC. That's the other thing. The best because yeah, it's yeah. just a giant motorcycle
2: engine. <laughs> Again, yeah. not getting too much into detail you're not just fighting four versions of ganon for the bosses right like they are they are more interesting zelda bosses that mm-hmm. is something that has come back is you might not get zelda dungeons but th- like these are some classic feeling zelda bosses nice. to them um so yeah th- th- it's not like it's not like a huge leap over what the divine beasts were but it is definitely better in my opinion awesome. okay
4: i how- also real quick sorry yeah. i want to talk about how traditional dungeons that we know them in zelda is like going through the dungeons unlocking a thing that lets you explore the world differently that would not work in breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom Mm -hmm. like they kind of give you everything you need to explore the world at the beginning because if you had to wait to unlock those things like there would just be so like you would have to backtrack so much to see things that you've already passed by and that's not very fun
1: and they experimented think, with this yeah. in uh, link between worlds which basically had a store you could go to and just buy all the items and then go to all the oh, dungeons yeah. right. and mm-hmm. i myself and many others played it like a fool and just grinded for rupees bought every item and then just you know ran ran <laughs> ran the world. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like that's, that's you know it's, there's it, you you ha- you would have to bottleneck people in a specific direction and it just doesn't work that well, way
2: well it right? also just doesn't work with the building tools because yeah. So there's there's certain sky islands that—or not—there's certain, like, tasks occasionally, or like, paths to get to special areas in the sky. And, like, there'll be these, like, sort of almost platforming challenges mm-hmm. to get to a certain spot or to get to a, an island that's real high up or whatever. And you can do that, or you can strap a rocket to a boulder and just skip huge sections of it. Right. And, like— oh, yeah that works and is just as valid and like i skipped a huge section of the game that i was supposed to be doing in a supposedly specific way because i was just like nah i'm gonna just fly there right and it worked and i was rewarded for that by just like getting to this thing quicker um so so it wouldn't even work to be like, now you have a shot because you can get up there because you're right. be like, I'm Iron Man. I do not care about that hookshot. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Cheaters we always work.
4: <laughs> we were encountering that problem in some of our like walkthrough guides where the right. capture that we had was just like, yeah, I just I just flew in. I just flew over the puzzles and I'm here now. And it's like, you kind yeah. of have to show people how to do the puzzle though. You can't just be like, yeah, just figure it out. Paraglide in from the top. Like, use rockets. Right, you're good. Right, like, because yeah. you can, and it's a totally valid, like strategy. That's, that's very funny, Casey.
1: Because like fundamentally, your your job is to explain how to solve things and help people through things, and you can do that. But you could also just be like, just fly over the thing. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. It's like,
4: yep. it's like, or you can just jump from the top of a mountain and you'll be fine. Yeah. And, and yeah. I'll also
2: say I like that more because the divine beasts kind of felt like Nintendo was like everyone go out and you can climb on anything you want as long as you have the stamina for right, it right. but not in this section this section you have to <laughs> you have to do exactly what we want in the order you want and you got to turn these things if you want to get higher into this camel like, yeah. and, <laughs> like that was, it felt like they were almost afraid to let you have that power right what they were calling a dungeon at that time and this one these things are just in the world. Mm-hmm. These places are just in the world. So you have all of the tools available to you. So it was like Nintendo was like, you know what? Let's just let people try and break this, right? Yeah. Let's just let them nice. do that. And if they find this this place way too early, then like, okay, mm-hmm. they found it way too early. And they have some systems in there to make sure you can't, like, wildly go off course and right. in certain ways, which I won't get into, but... They also just let you skip huge sections with rockets if you want to, and it's fun and not Exploitative. Yeah. There's
3: this there's a series of really great interviews that uh Nintendo's been uh putting out the last several days leading up to Tears of the Kingdom. There's five total. Um it's with the development team, A.G. and Numa and some of the others. Um and they're they're really good. Uh I don't if you're listening to this podcast, they're not any more spoilery than this podcast is. So you yeah, know, go go read them. They're really good. Um, but one of the ones that came out today was kind of incredible because they were talking they were talking about how a lot of the stuff in Tears of the Kingdom was inspired by watching uh, like gameplay videos, watching streamers like break things, yeah, and and you know fly across the map on logs and all right, those right. things. And they were like, "Oh, we we saw people doing this," and we're like, "Oh, we should just like give everybody the tools to do this easily." Because like I didn't really, I was never going to go in and you know mechanics my way into flying across the map on a log. But mm-hmm. if Nintendo hands me a rocket and a log, I'll be like, "Yeah, sure, I'll I'll try that." Yeah. Um, so they were talking about doing that, and they were saying that a lot of the philosophy of Zelda games historically, they've been told, has been they design these puzzles that can really only be solved one way and you do them, but you get the feeling that you are the first person to solve that. Yes. Like mm-hmm. you feel like I did this. I puzzled my way through this. No one else can do this. I did it. And they, with Breath of the Wild and now Tears of the Kingdom as well, they really wanted to make that true in mm-hmm. some ways. Like you have mm-hmm. found a way that no one else has found. And that sounds like what you're describing. And I think, I think that really highlights how, true to the philosophy of zelda they have stayed with this even if yeah like yes okay there's no compass in a dungeon it's not you know exactly the way zelda dungeons have historically been but maybe it's okay to get rid of some of the mechanical trappings if you are staying true to the spirit of this thing
2: yeah
1: yeah that's true um you touched on this in, re- in your review. I want to cover it here. It's been a hot topic for years now. I uh-huh. tweeted uh, the other day about how we've all kind of collectively wasted our time speculating about a Switch 2 for so long that we, we could have learned a musical instrument in that time. Um, we all, like, we could all be uh, playing a concert in Japan and speaking fluently, but instead we just talked about is Switch 2 coming for Zelda? And it didn't. So, how, how, does, how does this game run? Um, everything I've seen. Looks looks really good, or at least on par with Breath of the Wild. Was yeah. this was this your experience?
2: No worse than Breath. Okay. So Breath Breath of the Wild had slowdowns here and there, right? Mm-hmm. It did. It that's just true. Um, this is, and I've heard that. So there was a patch towards the end of the review that I didn't get a ton of time to play on, but I heard also help some of this performance. Okay. It will drop in some frame rate occasionally during really busy moments. Uh, that does happen, but it is absolutely fine, in my opinion, in that it doesn't really take away from the action in terrible ways. Um, It is pretty infrequent. It is not any worse than Breath of the Wild, so if you could stomach whatever Breath of the Wild dropped, this will be just as fine. Right. Um, And then on top of that, like, it is... I saw one bug my entire time playing. I played over 100 hours. I had one bug, which is I went into a shrine once, and there was, like, the audio was glitching. And that bug wasn't recreated for anybody else in that same shrine who played it. And that was the only bug that I saw in 100 hours of gameplay. Right. So after, you know... Star Wars Jedi oh, got, came out and was like, oh, man, that was buggy. And Pokemon Scarlet and Violet came out last year and everyone yeah. was like, oh, man, that was buggy. Yeah. This is like such a breath of fresh air. Uh-huh. It is none of that. It it, it just I, functions. Yeah. yeah.
4: <laughs> I don't think anyone had a hard crash the whole time they were playing. No. <laughs> That's great. And no. I have in most of the other Switch games while playing in early access in recent memory. Right. Given the nonsense that you're doing too, like, Oh yeah. Like yeah.
3: have uh, a yeah. map, like jumping off the sky mm-hmm. islands yeah. or like, you know, the, the amount of things on screen, sticking crap together, going really fast. On yeah. rockets, like, now things should be breaking here. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: Granted, uh, you you people out there will break it like you there's oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm
2: you're sure just there gonna, are bugs you're yes. yeah some of,
1: <laughs> some of you are crazy and you're going to do things that like no one thought to do and so yes that this is this is not us They're, this is not IGN being like there's no cute. bugs in this whole game but like the
4: the average player experience yes, is going to be is, yeah. is smooth yes and, there is and, one thing i have to mention it's not necessarily a bug but uh-huh. it was an issue in the first island so the first area you're in you don't have the paraglider and okay. you can absolutely get stuck places. <laughs> and you oh, kind right. of. I remember this um, happened to you. Yeah. And uh, it happened to me twice on the starting island because you can. So you can move stuff with Ultra Hand. Um, and if you die and come back, um, all of the stuff you moved with Ultra Hand gets put back in its original spot. So if oh. you use Ultra Hand to, like, hop over to a little island with a mini boss, it's going to probably wreck your face the first time you fight it. hmm you don't really have, you, you don't have a way back. You're just kind of stuck there. <laughs> you got a warp point. Uh,
1: <laughs> that's a good, that's yeah. a good note.
2: <laughs>
3: Wait, so yeah. Is so, it
4: soft lock or do you warp out of it? Like, you can, you, you can Oh, you warp. can warp out of it. Oh, okay. Right. Like, But you you end up somewhere far away. It's just annoying.
2: Yeah, and and then you have
4: to, like, go back to it. And that
2: is really only a major problem until you get your abilities and your glider, (laughs) which is very early on, right? Right, right, right.
4: It's just the starting area. So once you get through your starting area and get the paraglider, that won't happen anymore, (laughs) Mm. which I was very grateful for. Oh, that's Uh actually
2: a tip I would tell – I wanted to make sure to tell people. Don't stop doing story stuff until you get the paraglider.
4: Yeah. Cause... I think we're going to talk about things to do first. Oh, and that's yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. Yeah. the thing to do first.
2: <laughs> uh the, okay. Yeah, the, we're we're gonna
1: get into some uh, guide territory soon. And again, uh, very spoiler free. We're gonna just like g- give you some mm-hmm. ideas of how to, how to start this game out. Uh, but in the meantime, please uh, go check out Tom's review. Read it. Uh, it's a it's an excellent script. His his VO is amazing. The edits awesome. Um, I'm, Shout out I, to
2: Pat Coughlin. Yeah, it's it's super, and also super to Mitchell good. Saltzman who helped me with some of the capture. Yeah, a, yeah. amazing work.
1: Tom, thank you for bringing all of that down for us and Casey as well. Casey, I wanted to talk to you because you play games differently than most people <laughs> play games. You, yeah. uh, I, I, is, I, I played Link's Awakening with you, uh, and worked on the guide together when it came out and you just f- fun- fundamentally interact with video games differently than the average person. So first of all, um, h- how are you? Cause I know this is, a, <laughs> this is a massive undertaking to work on this guide.
4: I'm really tired. Um, I think I <laughs> I I told you guys, I think before we started recording this, I considered wearing my hair down today, but that would have required me to wash my hair. So I did not do that. <laughs> um, so <laughs> hi. Um, but yeah, I'm so proud of the guides team. Uh, all of us working together to do what we did with the limited amount of resources that we had. And I'm really excited for people to kind of jump in and use our guide and like get help and i'm here to help i'm yep. happy to answer questions and uh, man yeah playing usually when i come on MVC after working on a game for a guide that i have had early i know the game like the back of my hand mm-hmm. you know like i am extremely knowledgeable i know almost everything there is to know i feel i still feel like i barely know anything about this game like (laughs) there's just so much to it and so much experimenting you need to do to figure things out yep and so many collectibles to find and it's just Mind-blowing! It is mind-boggling. I think how much me, there is to cover. I think it took me th- somewhere
2: in the range of thirty to thirty-five hours before I felt like I had actually made any amount of dent in it. Oh my goodness! No. Like, like, Whoa. like every all that time was rewarding. Right? It just felt like I had done nothing.
3: <laughs> you two, so you two both played what, like a hundred hours something in that? I played play? a little over a hundred. Okay, yeah,
4: I definitely played less than that, and probably maybe around seventy. I was also not here for three days. Right. and That's, also writing collectibles guides and yeah. things yeah. So, right.
3: there was a there's an item uh that I was talking to Tom about to, for a write up that I was doing and I was trying to get like enough details to do this this write up and tom had stumbled upon it uh which is sort of while playing and i was trying i was asking like everybody else who has had like hands-on those i guess casey and brendan like trying to get more details so that they didn't just like constantly hound tom about it while he's trying to write <laughs> a review and no one else had found this thing no one else had any yeah. idea where this thing was and it, like it's kind of incredible that in that many hours it just was not stumbled upon
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it's
3: it, yeah
2: so uh, this, this is an anecdote from my review and i'm sorry we'll get back to casey i swear but like I, I beat, when I beat Breath of the Wild, I had played around 80-ish hours, and I think I only hadn't done, like, five shrines. Right. I had done all of the side quests that weren't, like, kind of the tiny little piddly ones, right? I had played a ton of that game to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna finally beat this and set it down for a minute. Um, And that was around the 80-hour mark. I beat this game around the 80-hour mark, and I, like... I have so much stuff. It's insane. I, had, I beat this game around the 80-hour mark, and I was like, I haven't done anything yet. <laughs> it, it, feels, it, it feels like an exaggeration to say it feels like twice the size, but it feels like twice the size. Wow. It is, wow. it is in- remarkable that they made a game that makes Breath of the Wild feel small yeah. when Breath of the Wild felt like one of the biggest <laughs> games ever made. I just I don't know how they did it and I do not envy Casey and the wikis team job (laughs) at all. It's You're gonna
4: help us though. I know, I know, I am. You're not done.
2: Um we're all gonna help. Uh
1: so we have no idea what you'll do last in Tears of the
4: Kingdom. Oh, no. But, no idea.
1: But we can give you some help in uh, a couple of things that you should do first. Casey, uh, you've been painstakingly working on this guide. I'd, I'd love to hear from you uh, before we all dive in, uh, or maybe folks who've already started playing. Um, what are some things that uh, we should be doing early on in Tears of the Kingdom?
4: So before getting into it, I do want to say this was a a group effort to get together these tips and there is a full video with these tips in it by Brendan Graber, and you should go watch that if you want like all of the details. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be extremely spoiler free in this discussion and be very vague. So like
1: that Brendan guy,
4: (laughs) (laughs) I think we have plenty of spoiler warnings in there and like you'll get it. But um, we already mentioned it. Mainline the story until you get the paraglider. Yeah. Just just do it. Just I promise it'll make your life so much easier and you'll be so much less mad at yourself.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because it doesn't take just, super long.
4: Yeah, it doesn't. It's you'll get through the starting area and then you just just do it. You'll um I don't want to spoil anything, but the first I don't know. Like, I don't God, I'm like Anyway, <laughs> do the first get the paraglider. The place yeah. it sends you before you can get the paraglider. You should go back and explore that. It's kind of challenging, but you can find some cool armor there. You'll know what I'm talking about after you get the paraglider. Mm-hmm. And then after you get the paraglider, it you get some main quests. And you might be wondering which one should I do first? Go to the Hebra Mountains first and do that one first. It'll make traveling and traversing the world a lot easier once you have completed that main quest. Right. And there's another main quest that starts you unlocking the camera for the parapad and that that's like a it's like a it's like your camera taking device or whatever Mm -hmm. um and if you go down that quest you'll unlock the upgrades for that and it's just a really cool quest that introduces you to a really cool place and you should just do that and then you can kind of go from there and that Uh, one that
2: one i'll say also without spoilers is available right after you mm -hmm. get the paraglider in the same area you get the paraglider and is remarkably easy to just walk past oh yeah Mm. Yeah. um so i i definitely think that's one that if you're if you're sticking around that area you should look around for that the camera quest because it is super worth doing and it's super Mm -hmm. worth doing early
4: Mm. yeah really worth doing early and it's really worth doing that quest line as you unlock the ability to do so and you'll you'll go back to the hub often enough that you'll know when you can continue that quest line. Yeah. Um, but definitely do that quest line. Um, also, next, we're, huh? we're saying hub, but it's not. Oh, yeah. It's not like a Mass Effect
2: style hub. No, it's just, no. 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 It's just a city that sort of acts as sort of like the thematic story hub for the adventure and has a lot of resources. You like, he's got like a free bed. You know, like you go back there a lot. Free bed. <laughs> free bed.
0: bed. You free don't bed. Have to pay at the. So yeah. it's
2: like Craigslist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just wanted to make that distinction. Okay. Yeah.
4: Gosh, I'm just, I'm thinking of the actual bed and they, I mean, anyway, <laughs> I don't, you'll see it. Sorry, um, Casey. <laughs> um, you'll see it when you get down there and be like, do I want to sleep here? <laughs> it's your choice. <laughs> it's your choice. Um, next thing you should do, as we all know now, there are the Korok seeds are back. and very upset. Uh, but because there are Korok seeds, you got to go find Hestu again, or else you will never be able to use the Korok seeds. And so definitely go find Hestu. Um, if you want to try and find him yourself, you can, you'll probably run into him on accident on your way to the main quest in the Hebra mountains. Okay. Um, but if not, you can go watch the video or check out our full guide on where to find Hestu to be able to upgrade your inventory, which is why you want to do that because you will have a limited amount of slots for your weapons, for your bows, and for your shields, and turning in Korok Seeds, so this character will let you upgrade those things. It's the same way it works in Breath of the Wild, as far as I know. I have no idea how many Korok Seeds there are, uh, but there are a lot. There are a lot of Korok Seeds, (laughs) as far as I know. Um, You will also want to get a horse and go to the stables. You'll also pass by one of these stables on your way to the main quest in the Hebra Mountains um these are just basically things that you need to do to get the full experience and to be able to unlock the things that you probably want and one of those things is doing the side adventure where you become a reporter at the lucky clover gazette Excuse this is another me? <laughs> yeah you've got to become a reporter finally you will pass by this location also on your way to the main quest in Hebrew mountains which is why this is the first thing you should do right you passing all of these things naturally that you kind of need to do to unlock more things so once you accept that quest there you can continue the line by going to woodland stable and i won't spoil anything else from there but that's definitely something you will want to do eventually um don't ignore the caves and the wells there's a lot of loot there um it seems like... Because sometimes it seems like caves can be frivolous. And it's like, why do I even want to bother going in here? But it is worth your time, I promise. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I think the last thing you want to do is, like, don't ignore the guy trying to hold up his signs on the side of the road. You want to help him stabilize, though, because he'll give you some good stuff.
2: Yeah, this, is, this yes. is one of my favorite new things in this game that's tiny. Like, it's, it's very small. <laughs> it's really but, small. Um, there's a dude who is planting <laughs> these, like, advertisement signs all over Hyrule. <laughs> And
4: they keep no. falling over. President Hudson, obviously. President Hudson
2: of Hudson Construction, Isn't of course. That oh, Hudson? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's and, an
1: influencer now. And
2: they keep falling over. <laughs> so you have to use Ultra Hand and, like, tools or things in the environment to, like, prop up the sign. And then you go up to him and he's like, and you're like, try letting go. And if the st- sign stays up. Then he's like, "Hooray!" and like mounts it permanently in whatever position it stayed up. And, put it in. <laughs> and this guy will start on just the road. Like you'll definitely run into him because he's all over on the roads. But then also, like you'll just like be on a mountain and he'll just be there in the snow with the sign.
4: Oh yeah, in a blizzard. Like, yeah. what are you doing, my dude? <laughs> it's
2: incredible. It's such a it's such a funny recurring gag. I've done probably dozens of those, and I would continue... I I stop every time I see him. Right, right. Mm
1: -hmm. That's incredible.
3: I love that. It's the... I, I love recurring things like that like a uh, breath of the wild had cast playing music on the side of the road yeah you hear that and you're like oh i want to go to that or i guess this is another sound thing but i remember playing hollow knight and when you hear whatever his name is conifer i think yeah you can uh, get like humming out. in the distance and you're like oh that guy again i love yeah. that guy and yeah you, like beeline to him that's the same vibe i love that
4: yeah mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. it's very good he always goes you have my support
4: (laughs) (laughs) oh and um backtracking on the caves part i think Mm. a lot of games have these little areas you can explore and sometimes you spend time exploring and you're just like dang why did i do that i just wasted 30 minutes of my life but tears of the kingdom does not do that to you like every exploration and sidetrack you do you always come away with something that you are glad you did Yeah. And I really appreciate that about this game because it's very easy for me to get sidetracked. Right. And at least I have something to show for it. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Who was it on staff? Was it one of you two who was talking about? Breath of the Wild, and then I guess now by extension Tears of the Kingdom about how they're very like they follow through on their promises, like they don't lie to you. Mm. When you see that there's a cave or you know something mm-hmm. interesting on the horizon and you go towards it, you that's fulfilled. It's not a waste of your time. Right, it's like actually right. something yeah. there every time. And oh, they like build trust. They don't they don't breach your trust. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and that's like that's a really rare thing in yeah. a game. Yeah. Um, and it, it as Casey says, it sounds like Tears is more than making good on that. Yeah, very again. very oh, yeah.
2: true here too.
1: All right, Casey, was that, is, is do, do you feel peop- like people are prepared to go into battle? Uh,
4: mm, I guess last thing while you're on the starting area, you can always fast travel back. It's not a big deal if you leave first, but just stockpile on those Zone devices in the dispensers when you come across them. Um, just because it's always nice to have extra, like portable pots to cook some food, or like yeah. wings to glide down from a mountain, or a fan to get a- oh, attached to a boat. Wings. yeah, cook some wings. Yeah, but well, you, it's always well, you useful to have those the wings
1: And I was immediately like, "Oh, you can I'm make sorry, now I'm
4: hungry." Oh, yeah. Wait,
1: I mean, there are chicken wings
4: honestly, in the game, right? This game may, oh, there. yeah. yeah, there's drumsticks, yeah, eyes, bird yeah. thighs, <laughs> <laughs> not the Dorito. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Oh,
1: no. <laughs>
2: not Doritos. <laughs> The glider is the only thing that I would say is like on that list that I would say is like, absolutely do that. And then, yeah, Yeah. the rest of it is all really, really good advice. It's just like... Yeah, get the glider. It does not take long. You will be happy you have it.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Casey, Tom, thank you so much. Um, we have a bunch of questions from the NVC audience. Once again, just the best people in the whole wide world. Uh, we, we, uh, we reached out on the NVC Twitter, asked you to send us some questions, uh, and I was hoping we could spend the last bit of the show trying to answer them as best as possible. We'll, we'll kind of go through a couple of them pretty quick, but also uh, I want to make sure the voices are heard out there. So, Seth, Death. hey what's up you got questions from the audience i would love to hear them. I got questions i can't Hope answer them but tom answers. and casey can so let's hit it
0: tom and casey <laughs> please all right so kbabz on tv via twitter asks is the reason why it's and this is a question i want to know is the reason why it's called tears of the kingdom obvious after playing it and this is something i remember they they mm. put off uh revealing the name for so long because they said well if we tell you the name it's gonna to spoil too much about the game right. you'll know too much and then they said it's tears of the kingdom we're all like what does that mean and then we just argued about is it a pun is it a yeah, words? Yeah, yeah so is the reason obvious after playing the game
4: uh you're not gonna know until you finish the game and that's all i'm gonna say about it oh, oh. okay yeah when,
1: I, when you cry the
2: the the answer <laughs> is yes but we are not going to tell you why, and there is no okay. way you would ever know. <laughs> it's not yeah, like, you would. You're not, not like, going to know. No, it's not like a thing that you would like ever. It's not anything anyone would ever guess. It's just a. Th- but yes, there there is a reason. It's called Tears of the Kingdom.
1: What about the Ocarina of Time?
3: what <laughs> what's no, that about
1: <laughs> that was pretty self-explanatory
2: well you see saria gives him an ocarina right and then time passes after that interesting
1: and- okay i was trying to it's been a long long time since i've you know played that game
0: yeah. no um seth keep going yeah uh Crichton 20 at Crichton 27 asks How's the story compared to Breath Mm. of the Wild? Oh. Uh, No details, no spoilers needed. Yeah, no no spoilers whatsoever. This story
2: story is cool, y'all. Awesome. Awesome. Oh, yeah? Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Like, so it's not, like, it's told very similarly, I guess I'll say, to the way Breath of the Wild was, which I wasn't, like... It's not like the best way to tell a story, I think. Breath of the Wild structure with like finding the memories. It's hard when it's an open world and you want people to be able to
3: go things in any order. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. the
2: story it tells is super unexpected and super cool and like a mm-hmm. genuine high point of this game. Yes. Um, it's really neat.
3: You said yeah. unexpected. You I love say, it. Do you still say that? Like, I don't know how how weird into like lore videos and theory stuff did you get? Like. Oh, you
2: you don't you don't need to have gone down
3: that rabbit hole to enjoy this. Oh no, I mean, but like oh i guess maybe this isn't something i should ask because it, it does i guess like mentally... were the theories correct yeah and not like any specific one but just like i don't know is this something that we could have guessed like is it really is it
4: i didn't like, i didn't see any theories or anywhere close to what the story actually was Personally.
3: I, think,
2: I think that's accurate okay um and again that's not like to, to go into what d- does happen no, it's that just rules. like i think i think that they yeah. they went a direction that is very surprising and i'm very glad they did it
3: love it great mm-hmm.
0: but think so you don't get to kiss Ganon. Basically,
3: yeah. Well, I telling.
2: can't give it away.
3: Scratch Seth. that.
1: You can if oh. you buy a poster.
3: <laughs>
1: That's.
4: I mean, there might. Uh... Be, honestly, I didn't actually read that many theories, so there might be theories out there that are. Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah,
3: yeah. I'm not. Yeah. But I don't. I don't know. That no one ever. <laughs> Some, okay. Somewhere in the I... world
0: has guessed it. Yeah. 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 Somebody get Nintendo on the phone for me. I have an idea. I want to license a body pillow of Ganondorf. Um, we have another. It question. Just hung up. <laughs> 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 oh. Well, well, a lot of people a lot of people want to know i don't know if either one of you have an answer to this question a lot of people want to know about amiibo functionality oh yeah, if, yeah, yeah. it's in the game did you try it out if you did like what does it do what does it unlock we mm-hmm.
2: do have an answer to this question casey yeah. good, do you want to good. field it
4: uh yeah i mean it is in there and it works and we'll have a whole page on all of the amiibo Ooh. information you would ever want to know going up at launch yeah which yeah. is already already happened so it's on the wiki Should should, should
2: folks glide on over to that page and check it out? (laughs) So what I what I will say, without giving specifics away, because it's kind of fun to just like get an amiibo. Mm -hmm. They have cut down on like place an amiibo, get an op item.
1: Right, right. There's
2: there's not that anymore. It's I think they've kind of moved. Into more of like the sort of fun amiibo rewards rather okay. than the like functionality amiibo rewards. There's a
1: lot of random mm-hmm. nonsense with um, like non Zelda amiibos in the first game where if you just took like Princess Peach, like it just drops like three bananas and, and a fish.
2: Yeah. Right. Like, you know, right. I think that's still there as far as I understand. <laughs> okay. okay. Is the silliness, right? And you can still get things, but yeah, you're not going to just be like, oh, an armor set that is very good, like great.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you, you know what you're not going to get—that's uh, any of the Legend of Zelda amiibo because they're all sold out. Oh. Like, oh. Three times as expensive. So. Um, one more question. This might be a story spoiler. Uh-oh. But Zachary White wants to know, and you—you you could ballpark. This. Okay. Sure. Okay. How much screen time does Shirtless Gandendorf have?
2: <laughs> well, there's only one answer to this question that is both not spoilery and true, which is not enough.
0: <laughs> Damn! Right on. <laughs> Perfect answer. Perfect answer to that question. All right. Uh, Jake Martson asks, can you change the voice acting language? And I actually love that question because I I prefer to uh, play my games in Japanese, not because I'm a huge nerd, Mm -hmm. not because I speak Japanese, but because I like to skip through the dialogue.
2: Uh, I didn't actually check this. I don't know. I didn't check that either. Oh,
1: interesting.
4: You were able to in Breath of the Wild, right? Yeah.
2: If you were able to in Breath of the Wild, I would fully imagine you were able to here. It's just not something I actively checked. Yeah,
4: I didn't check that either. I checked if i can change the controls and i checked the hud settings and yeah that's it oh you can invert your camera that was my
0: <laughs> that was my question my personal question inverted y for life mm-hmm. that's that's where i'm at um see I, some of the questions that were asked that i have picked out we already went over like accessibility features mm-hmm. um devin vias asked why you didn't give it an 11 well we went over <laughs> that too yeah it's not possible. There's not enough power. It's like the speed of light. It takes an infinite amount of energy. Yeah,
1: our, our video team and has she, no idea how to render the that number. It's,
0: impo- it's, it's impossible. Dan,
3: Dan Stapleton would li- literally explode where he stands yeah. if he had to rewrite the edge. I remember they showed so me their render, that.
0: and it was a one with a question mark. Like, <laughs> where do
3: we go? From
0: here? <laughs> we could not figure it out. Oh, Zach Kaplan, I like this question. Asked, and this is for obviously both of you. While you were playing, was there any point where you shed? Your own tears, and then Zach makes uh, a ca- upon uh, tears of the king Tom. <laughs> wow. that. Yeah, um, that was, um, thank you, Zach. No, that was good.
2: <laughs> I don't. Okay, so I'm a robot. I don't cry at media very often, like movies and games and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Very, very, very rarely. Basically, uh-huh. like when the toys in Toy Story Three are holding hands as they go into the fire was like the only moment. Um, <laughs>
3: yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah,
2: but um, good. There were definitely moments where I got chills. There were definitely moments where I had my jaw on the floor. Mm-hmm. So there's there's cool moments. Yes, just,
4: yeah.
3: All right. Yeah, I my <laughs>
4: my I, I, I I'm a lot. I'm swayed by music and children's cartoons. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I I definitely had tears like welling up in my eyes while watching some of these things. Just That's... getting emotional about what was happening on the screen.
1: I'm really getting emotional just hearing this. Uh, I'm so, so excited to play this game. Um, Casey, Seth, Tom, Reb, thank you so much for being here today uh i i again i i am stunned that we that this is it that we're here
2: the game is out enjoy it y'all yeah um i feel like the grizzled old war veteran coming in here being like ah you kids don't know what you're (laughs) in for yeah uh
1: be sure to uh read tom's review be sure to check our guide it is going to be updated by the second for probably several years after oh yeah
4: We've yeah. got we got a fusion guide. We got a things to do first. We got a things it doesn't tell you. We got a how to find Hestu. We got oh, yeah. how to Hell, tame yeah. horses. We got we got everything. Get all the things. We got all the Korok <laughs> seeds in the first starting area. Yep. We got the first couple of walkthroughs. Tendrils chat. Got oh, it's amazing.
1: Things. it's amazing um so yeah go enjoy tears of the kingdom well this is you know uh we still have three more episodes of the talk of the kingdom we're, we're going to be checking in soon on uh everything else uh but for now that is all the time that we have left for this week's very special episode of MB- NBC. not NBC. that's a tv network uh be sure to come back every thursday for more as we skydive into gameplay tips tricks secrets and adventure stories as we explore the vast world of hyrule the game is out there in the wild now uh uh, I can't wait to see how people in the NVC community play it. Um, Talk of the Kingdom will be available on IGN, YouTube, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. If you're watching us on YouTube, leave us a like and a nice comment. If you're listening to us on a podcast app, please uh, leave us a nice review. And don't forget to follow Nintendo Voice Chat on Twitter. Oh, if you dig the Zelda shirt I'm wearing, Rev's got a Zelda shirt on too, check out the IGN store. We've got a ton of awesome Zelda and Tears of the Kingdom merchandise up there right now. And uh, if you like uh, me and Tom's haircuts, check out razors. (laughs) yeah they sell them you can buzz it buzz it down do whatever you want have fun up there uh thanks for watching (laughs) it's your own sky island you know (laughs) 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 thanks for watching and listening to talk of the kingdom we'll see you next week and remember tom this is gonna be the first one for you remember nvc is the only place where you can get the the tingle tingle. Tingle. yeah i'm sorry casey (laughs) we should have warned you both that. (laughs) get the tingle